Hi. How are you? Lovely. How are you? Are you emotionally settled? Ah, uh, yes, a little bit. So thank you. I hadn't meditated for, I don't know, five, six days. And uh, I felt like I needed it. And it's always grounding to do so before, you know, um, before I get into things during the day. So I managed to squeeze one in before I chat. So thanks for your patience. Sweetie, honey, nothing to thank me for. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing. I think it's just amazing how you're vulnerable enough to share with me how you're, you know, emotionally overcome. And it's funny because um, it's nothing's funny. Sorry. It's, it's interesting because I don't have those emotions when I meditate and it's not, I think my husband meditates more so than I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I know I need to do it more frequently because like my mind is, is, is gets easily overwhelmed um, for good reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but for me, I thought I would share like for me, I am get very emotional when I'm in Christian worship. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just something that started um, a decade ago when I was going through I would say in hindsight, a transformation of being a single mother with two kids and trying to find my balance between my career and being a mom. And it's a, it's always going to be, you know, a juggle mm -hmm. <laughs> for the rest of uh, my life. And I'm sure there's a lot of women who can attest to that, mm -hmm. um, working moms, but, um, so that's when, yeah, in my 30s, I would just ball there in worship by myself. And nowadays, it's when um, you know how much I love going out for a run. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's good for the physical health, but it's also like a double benefit for me because it actually brings so much clarity um, and is meditative and I'm listening to my Christian worship songs and you can find me kind of like crying. Sometimes you can find me crying on the streets, <laughs> mm -hmm. overcome with emotion. Um, but I think I'm at that time where I'm, it's okay. Like, I don't care if, you know, people see me crying cause I'm, um, just having such a great spiritual experience. So mm -hmm. this one, I think it's just so beautiful that we have different methods. Yeah. We have a medium that we can turn to. Yes. To look within and, you know, be one and be whole mm -hmm. and be revitalized and revitalized. And, and here we are, we, we get to be in conversation yeah thanks for sharing <laughs> yeah whatever whatever works for you you know it's meditation for me running for you yes yep. and um i wanted to you know for for me because we were talking about gabby petito last week mm -hmm. that i just was following up and i'm i don't want to be consumed by media um that they haven't found the perpetrator yet. 
Mm-hmm. But I wanted to share something beautiful that her memorial was yesterday. It was Sunday afternoon, and um, I read an article where, like, um, you know, the entire community showed up to her service, um, and like I think they had like a visual of like two, like fire trucks with the ladders raised. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's like a firefighter, um, you know, family member or basically the community uh, rooting for her family. Um, But I found, what I found so powerful was that the father, who's obviously devastated and we can't understand if we, unless we lose a child and I never want to be there, Mm -hmm. um, was that he was powerful to just state that, um, you know, not only was she an angel, but she's no longer suffering and that she, he doesn't want the community to be sad Mm -hmm. um, for the loss and um, that she's, you know, an angel and um, let's celebrate her life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, (laughs) I was just like, I I guess I could, you know, because we're parents, um, Mm -hmm. that's just, that is just so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as we talked about it, I think there's just more awareness um, to me, too. It's never out of my mind. But the the people, um, if anything, is just calling attention to those those people who are not found mm-hmm. um, and to raise attention to cases, you know, long lost cases or even recent cases of the underserviced community. So mm-hmm. I wanted just to close out to the empowerment, empowering, just beautiful Whew, message of the father. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So we always um, welcome to those who are joining us for our third episode. Mm-hmm. And um, we always kind of try to talk about, I guess, something that, um, you know, strikes us, inspires us, moves us. Um, and the reason why um, I brought up Amanda Gorman is whom I want to talk about was not only was she um, amazing at, on Inauguration Day, but you now go, you know, you've you've written poetry for as long as I've known you. Mm. And I wanted to hear your thoughts that you shared your poetry with me. I have all the um, writings that you shared with me, uh, like since we've known each other for so long. And I, I have a couple of books that you've written <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have kept um, in my library. Mm. So we'll get to a time when I was going to surprise you and I was going to like choose choose an excerpt um, I think one of these days I will so just be aware <laughs> without you knowing but I didn't get time to do it for today um, but hopefully yeah we'll have time <laughs> but um, I one of my other um, I guess media people um, like I, I don't follow media but there are certain media media persons that I actually really love Mm. and Robin Roberts is one of them Mm -hmm. and um, James my husband had recorded the 2020 on Robin's interview Mm -hmm. with 
Amanda Gorman. So I don't know if, sorry, on a short notice, if you got to it, but <laughs> yes, I was able to, um, yeah, catch it. Yeah. So, so, um, technology is so convenient, you know, I searched online and I had trouble and then I just downloaded the ABC app and, um, there it was. So. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I, Robin Roberts was on my mind because, um, she also started um, her Netflix series uh, with fellow women um, mm -hmm. who are in all spheres of influence, whether, you know, but they're, 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 it seems like most of them are celebrities uh, within their own subject matter expertise. Mm -hmm. um, but I just thought it was so cool that, you know, it was like after decades of, um, you know, being an anchor and growing in up in front of the TV and that she has been able to create a platform um, to bring in the women, women she respects mm -hmm. um, and just have a candid chat. And it's actually based, um, they, they start off with having a cup of tea. Mm. Um, I'm curious, have you brewed anything this morning? Um, I had a cup of coffee that my husband, Tim, brewed in the morning. So I didn't brew it myself. No, that's okay. Yeah, so you start your, you usually start your morning with coffee. Yes. And I do too. And what I loved about, so Robin, not only Robin Roberts, um, you know, hosts this show, um, Having Tea, but um, did you notice like um, Amanda Gorman, when she goes into her writing, Mm -hmm. She centers herself with a cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I know. Um, so I hadn't actually, other than the inauguration, I really hadn't paid attention. Like I, I, I haven't followed her to the point where I've like dissected her um, poetry mm -hmm. until like this, like until I was like, I want to talk about Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> together but what really stood was at the very you know final end I love how she says um if only we're brave enough to see it mm -hmm. if only we're brave enough to be it and yes um and then we you know how we we're it's going to be a constant theme for us because I think it's our first episode that we shared that we're learning um what it is to be American mm -hmm. and what it is to be Asian American mm-hmm and um, what I love about, like, she actually addresses it a little bit of um, saying that it's because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past mm -hmm. step into and how we repair it. Mm -hmm. I was like, amen. Um, so, <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, yeah, share me your thoughts because poetry is not my strength. I'll just say it out loud now. Like you've always like loved you. Oh my gosh. Like you sent me Neruda's poetry. Mm -hmm. Cause you're, you're my gateway. <laughs> um, and if anything, yeah, my Angelou, mm -hmm. um, it's all now go like you're, you're my gateway to poetry. Cause it's yeah. never been my medium. Mm -hmm. So let me hear your thoughts. Like what, what do you think of her? What do you think of her poetry? Um, so thanks for, uh, pointing me to the 2020 interview. Cause I didn't know that, 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 um, 
about that interview. And so I'm glad I got to watch it. Um, I do remember, you know, making a point. I knew that this was important to watch the inauguration. And I, you know, both my husband, myself, and my daughter, Mina, we all watched. It was really important for me to watch it as a family. This, I got the sense that this is really important beyond Amanda Gorman. Like I didn't know about her poetry and uh, so, but with Trump's era and Biden and being it such a close um, election, that in itself was, you know, meaningful to witness, right? As a family, um, historic moment. And then watching this poet um, be on stage, I just thought that it would be good for Mina to witness too. And like you noted, I remember being choked up hearing the end of the poem. So those lines um, really resonated with me. Um, and then I, you know, we get busy and I, when I was shopping or things like that, being at a local um, region teach store, I did notice her book, The Hill We Climb, be um, available and didn't pick it up. But um, I'm glad I'm revisiting her story. I am. I was just, I would say, really impressed with, I don't know how she carries herself. I mean, of course, you felt that during her presentation or when she um, recited her poetry uh, during that ceremony. But throughout the interview, I was just amazed at her poise and I mean, she's only 23 years old when I think back on like where I was 23 years at 23. I'm just amazed at where she's at in terms of her clarity and her gift and her purpose, right? Um, with her poetry and her presence and her voice, I guess. So, yeah, it was really inspiring and moving and. Um, I just have a lot, so much respect for her and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't want to, as you, as you're speaking, I wanted to share that I had read that um, it was the first lady, Jill Biden, who's mm. a long time educator. Mm hmm. Um, you know, who got slack for, you know, being called a doctor. Do you remember that saga? Um, where so many people, mostly men were like, you're not a doctor. You're not a medical doctor. Don't call yourself a oh doctor. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it went into that viral vort negative vortex and mm -hmm. all the were like, you know, and I just wanted to share that um, I thought it was like lovely that you shared um, that we are feminists, so we are a strong proponent. But also, you're actually married to an educator mm -hmm. um, who has committed his life to teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so that just came to mind is, you know, the power of educators. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Amanda Gorman, 
of course, in the interview talks about how she was raised by a strong single mother Mm -hmm. who also is an educator. Yes. So it's like, hello, that's the pattern. And as you what I didn't know um, about the Estee Lauder partnership, Mm -hmm. how amazing it is that she is raising, um, you know, awareness within her, you know, impact. Mm-hmm. Um, of raising money for children um and it seems that it's mostly girls um in education um mm-hmm. for i think it's reading and literacy yeah so as you noted too i was like how in the world is this woman this young lady so eloquent and st-? but what also resonated was that she has uh, i think she, it's it's okay to say she it presently so that she has a, you know the speech impediment mm-hmm. the disability that you know you can't tell now because she's trained and trained mm-hmm. uh, with speech therapist that she couldn't say the r Mm -hmm. um and how amazing that her mother was able to create um an environment i think it's because she's like a world-class educator or you know big person in academia who was able to kind of um protect her in a way it's like you know continue to be who you are Mm -hmm. but then as she went into society or potentially college and you know out into like she was starting mm-hmm. to feel like what maybe this is I am different and she didn't I'm par- I'm totally putting words in her mouth but it's almost as if like yeah she was being quite like she had to question herself mm-hmm. she was you know maybe that it wasn't a good thing or something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think we talked you know we've kind of just even in the first two two episodes that we we've kind of just touched the tip of the iceberg on I mean you know uh, not fitting in how to fit in do we belong how do Mm -hmm. we you know mental health is something that we want to continue to talk about Um, and a disability uh, we don't we haven't talked about per se but it's Mm -hmm. like it's victorious it's so inspiring to have someone you know use that disability to for a force you know for a force for good mm-hmm. um yeah so i knew that that would resonate um yeah so how else do, is there any parts of the other speech that kind of like sticks out to you um the poem right yeah yes um i think the line that stood out for me if i can find it hold on um this part we've braved the belly of the beast we've learned that quiet isn't always peace And the norms and notions of what justice is, isn't always justice. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. I love that last line. Um, 
Mm -hmm. about our nation being simply unfinished really resonates with me. Um, You know how I've, we've both been kind of parallel, have our own journeys um, in the diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging kind of um, field in our workplace and then bleeding into, you know, our personal lives and how that perspective or lens um, expand our own understanding and experience of being, you know, an American and an Asian American, like you noted, and that this ideal that we all have towards working towards a fair and just equitable world that we're not there yet and that there's a lot of work to be done you know and that's that line gives me a lot of hope totally totally yeah <laughs> and yeah and then she just keeps on going in terms of yeah we're striving to forge a union with purpose to come mm-hmm. out of the country committed to all cultures colors characters and conditions of man mm-hmm. um yeah, it's just so full of light. So mm-hmm. um absolutely. I, I I lost my train of thought. I, I had something to say. Yeah, like yeah, I mean you just again nailed it. And I think we're always I think we're gonna continue to talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and fundamentally belonging, creating a place. Um, but also, I think, you know, we 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 starting this podcast um, deeply rooted in our friendship and where we are today, um, because we we've come to terms where like, OK, let's be it. <laughs> let's forget about imperfections. Um, and it's like it's the journey, mm-hmm. it's the journey to forge something is to create something. Um, yeah. And hopefully we can galvanize, you know listeners to join in on our journey yes so yeah like so recently okay so this week I told you like I have like this like somehow the universe landed on a very busy week this week Mm -hmm. um and one of these communities that I've starting to belong to they have this ongoing meeting at 7 30 a.m on a weekday (laughs) Seven thirty. What does that say to you? Like, why? Why do you? Why do you think I'm? I'm just like, what? uh, What do you? Why do you think I'm upset about that? Seven thirty a.m. Yeah, I'm like, who's awake at seven thirty (laughs) a.m.? That's where I go. (gasps) More than that, being a mom. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, yo. Who's going to take care of my littlest one? Yeah. You know, so that's the part where, no, like so many as working women, as working mm-hmm. mothers, right? Corporate America is just becoming woke because the pandemic pretty much decimated uh, mothers who have young children. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only young children, excuse me, mothers who have children in school. Yeah. And it just became a clusterfuck for a better. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's just becoming woke, right? 
corporate mm-hmm. America, but we have so much more to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then here I am like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm experiencing this uh, meeting that I like to attend, but it's only at 7.30 a.m. on a weekday. Mm. It ain't going to work. Um, oh. and it, it, I was talking to a friend of mine um, it, and she was like, yeah, I've been to those meetings and she's raised the issue, but it hasn't changed. Mm. But this kind of, this is like a long winded way to say that if you don't see the change, you have to be the change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. think I just call it like, okay, well, I'm going to attend what I can attend. And if there's, you know, a void, then why not I step into, you know, creating a forum where, okay, fine. I, I, I'll, fine. I'll, I'll set up a time <laughs> where other women in the marketplace with children can join. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So um that's really it i don't want to steal the thunder of um uh you know amanda gorman everybody can search amanda gorman um and look at oh but oh yeah one other point that i wanted to make Mm -hmm. was that yes we are living in a divisive we're talking america right now so divisive america divisive world but we're in the united states so it is very much divided Mm -hmm. But I see that, you know, there's light in how Amanda, um, for one person, um, is being reciprocated by um, uh, by Americans. Mm-hmm. So I am here to believe and have faith that there is so, like, you know, everybody envisions what she's envisioning mm-hmm. versus the negative you know, he said, she said, you know, mm-hmm. Democrats that, Republicans that, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that's the beauty of America that I'm going to hold on to, mm-hmm. um, that I believe in. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, my story, you know, and even your story too, like it, America um, still embraces um there's much more, there's so much more embracing of diversity mm-hmm. um, than dividing. And we're going to be the light. Yes. Yes. Um, definitely light and healing that we all need to be doing um, for ourselves and then for others, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a quote that... Um, I don't even know what article this is, but that I captured. Um, And she's talking about, um, this is her quote, we're often not just looking for the person of color that go, that's going to save us. We're also looking for the young girl who's going to rescue us. She says, we spend a lot of time thinking about Malala's and Greta Thunberg's both people I admire deeply But what that tells me is that it's partially my job to remind people that I cannot save you. And then she continues this quote, all that I can hope from my poetry is that it will give people the language or the hope by which they begin a self-rescue, she says. The magic that everyone, everybody else has, including me, is our actions. When we put them to work, that's when the sorcery exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I love her, 
her kind of um kind of uh what is the word focus or precision with language and to translate this energy she has into the words and then trans um and reaching us right her audience her listeners and readers with that hope that she's um alludes to in this uh quote but like the action right like it really does inspire to do something and for us this is this is nowness us doing showing up here having this conversation so exactly yeah i i i forgot before we got on the chat that um i did want to share that um yeah i had the privilege of having tea with malala mm. yosef sai um in my former job and no wonder I, so when i was watching the interview with uh, robin roberts i was mm. like i was telling james like malala no amanda really reminds me of malala and i think it's it, there's something powerful to be said that you know i kind of have to no not i kind of i have to lower my kill my ego because i i mm. sort of have one of this woman in my mid 40s and i don't intentionally you know try to do this but sometimes i've gotten feedback uh mostly from my husband <laughs> that um but i've had beyond my husband um thankfully thankfully they weren't former colleagues but like i can come across as like a know-it-all um which isn't it's not that i i think it's like the like a negative like mm, like me putting up my defense mechanism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't want to feel i guess rejected but anywho what I wanted to say was that um, both Malala and Amanda, they're young women. I think they're both similar, similar age, obviously come from different backgrounds, but there's something to learn from young women um, who are just like really gifted in a, in a place that, yeah, I feel like they're, they're cut from different fabric, but that's not the case. You know, I'm just putting them on a pedestal. But um, it's so beautiful to see this new generation for the older people. You know, it's like you see these fresh breath of newness coming in and they have so much. Yeah, like you said earlier, um, poise and wisdom. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's so true. I to be activated by the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm open to it (laughs) (laughs) um you know i I actually really i want to end on the light note of of food and recipes so um this is my okay so i was like i was gonna call you but um so pukogi hello i need a pukogi recipe please So the reason why I say this is because, so my husband is uh, just lifestyle, not trend, lifestyle, very ketogenic in diet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Japanese cooking too, but it seems like Korean um, recipes also like pukogi have sugar in the marinade. Mm-hmm. So I, um, 
And uh, I don't marinate my own pukogi, but uh, like Trader Joe's has it and Costco has it. Mm-hmm. But both of them are laden with sugar. Like Costco is laden with sugar. Mm. Do not buy. I know you wouldn't because you're like, I'm not going to buy Costco pukogi. But anywho. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a recipe, because I've kind of, for Japanese recipes, I've changed. I've, I've definitely decreased the amount of sugar. I actually, I, not decreased. I have to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. But I can get creative with meeting, mm-hmm. which is, for those who don't know what meeting is, it's um, a sweet rice wine. Kana? White wine, uh, Sweet rice. I don't rice. know. Sweet rice, yellow. What is meeting? Uh, <laughs> it's rice. doesn't it have sake in it? I thought so, but then um, meeting. Okay, it's meeting has sugar, and it's rice mm-hmm. with sugar. Meeting, eh, and I don't want to say sake because. Oh, it's combined. Um, it's made by combining steamed glutinous rice, cultured rice called koji, and a distilled mm. rice liqueur, and then it's fermented. So I think you're right in the sense that it's kind of like sake, mm. but more a distilled rice liqueur. Mm. Because usually Japanese recipes call for both meeting and sake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so like double whammy, most most Japanese recipes ask for, okay, they, they're like, okay, add the soy sauce, add the sugar, add the meeting, add the sake, mm. uh, which is not keto. So I anyway, I would love, but it doesn't matter. I would love for you to share a bukogi recipe and then somehow I can modify it. Okay. Um, yeah, bukogi, you mean the marinade? Hey. The, yes. It, so it's, I mean... Or the nani? No, What's, just oh, the okay. no, the marinade. Yeah. So you know, it's my mom's recipe, and she never um, measures. And so, um, you know, the basic ingredients are like you said: soy sauce, sake, meeting, sugar. So you can uh, not use sugar. Um, and then, what I have is grated garlic into. Um, tongarashi or togarashi, which is, I think, red pepper flakes. And there's different kind of um, coarseness of the red pepper flakes. And so this is pretty coarse, not the powder kind that I have as just condiment for my cooking. That I grate garlic into the um, red pepper flakes. And so that's already there. And so I put like spoonsfuls of that into the um, sauce and you want to make sure it, well, first you want to make sure the sake meeting like boils so that you burn off the um, alcohol. And then I would add soy sauce and the grated um, garlic, hot (laughs) red pepper mixture that's already like there. But if you, you know, say you don't have it, just grate um, garlic, maybe two to three cloves. And if you want as spicy as you like it to add the red pepper flakes. 
Do you grate garlic one clove at a time in a what kind of grater you use? Nihon no Oroshi no. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> it's called Oroshiki. Yeah. Oroshiki, yes. The one there where you orosu the daikon? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's so hard on the fingers. Okay. Like, have you ever scraped your fingers with that? Uh, maybe a little bit, but not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just like, if you get too close, just like chop it up and use it for something else or toss mm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better for those of you who don't know what oroshiki is. It's kind of, it's, there's two forms. There's ones that's made out of ceramic. So there's a ceramic oroshiki and then there's a plastic oroshiki with mm. mesh sieve under it and then then there's like the western kind which is like the metal grater like that looks which is essentially the cheese grater mm. which i highly do not recommend right um, right right like there's something there's something beautiful in the japanese oroshiki because it, it grates you know like daikon radish fine very fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't for garlic so okay i hear ya wait so do you have the ceramic kind honey i have it all Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the kitchen gadgets. No, I don't have all the kitchen gadgets, but I pretty much, yeah, the fundamental stuff I do. So, I okay. See. Daiso, nice. if anyone is near, uh, has a Daiso nearby, Daiso has a nice, uh, like a plastic kind, but it's round and it's um, kind of a, a more convenient shape versus Traditionally, it's usually rectangular, you know, the Japanese plastic yeah. kind. So the round one's pretty nifty design. We're really blessed. So Napa's in the San Francisco area. I'm in the uh, greater Seattle area. So we, you know, Daiso is prevalent. But if you're in Atlanta or um, any other, other, it, if you weren't in the bicoastal area, <laughs> Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, well, I guess it would be online shopping, but right. I'm so thankful for Ano Daiso, and it's so inexpensive. Um, mm. Yeah. So, um, I know you alluded to like potentially surprising me with reading a poem from <laughs> like back in the day, which like really I would yeah. be so embarrassed. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I feel like sometimes we're on the same wavelength and so I was going to surprise you with a poem that I've written maybe back in 2010 to close the episode hey 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 honey that's what we're talking okay I love it we're, we're skipping we're not I'm not wait are you skipping what you're making for um I want to end on the poem so are you what, what are you making for Dinner yes, tonight. Yes. Um, I'm making. I call it chicken chicken adobo, right? Hi, chicken hi, adobo. Hi, hi. <laughs> um, but I don't know really. It's not the traditional. I think chicken adobo is a phila, It's a dish Spanish, from the Philippines. Yeah, Spanish influenced Philippine Filipino dish. Yes. Yeah, but so it's chicken adobo esque thing that my mom makes. But it's just simply chicken wings um, with grated ginger, uh, ginger like grated garlic again, and soy sauce, and that's it um, with water. Um, and you just simmer it, uh, slow simmer for like 
the longer the better when it becomes fall off the bone um but that's what i will be making today and we'll have it with rice and miso soup and most likely salad is there vinegar in it not my mom's recipe oh okay nice mm. yes mm. i don't know i guess it when i ex like the name i refer it to when i talk to mina and tim it's oh chicken adobo there's really no <laughs> way to what's the other like way to describe it tebasaki well i guess so Okay. okay. No, but tebasaki just means wings, so it could mean like fry. You could fry it. It's not. It's not. Like the simmered. There's a Japanese word for it. Clearly, that's the Japanese one because if you don't have vinegar in it, I don't think it's very much. But it's okay. Adobo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Okay. What are you making? I don't know. Um. Oh. Well, spaghetti squash is very inexpensive and it's seasonal because mm. I, I feel like squash is so prevalent in the autumnal season. Mm. Um, and that's super keto because <laughs> you right. use it like, you know, it's, it's like spaghetti, but it's squash. So I'm going to bake squash and then I, I think it's like leftover like steelhead and asparagus and salad. Nice. Yeah, I have to. You're gonna like. I know you're gonna be like, "What?" But I've never cooked with spaghetti squash. I've never bought one. I'm. I've always been curious, and I know it. When you open it, it kind of looks like there's these lines or something, right? Sure. Hmm. It's amazing. It's. I was like, why? I mean, I know why, but. Like, you know, things are intended to be the beauty of what it is. And right. Yeah, I highly recommend it. All you have to do is stick it in a 350 degree oven. Mm. It's as easy as it's more easy than the satsumaimo. Mm. We got to put that on the on the on the block, the yakimo satsumaimo recipe yes. that you shared with me. Yes. But you just oh, there's no wrapping with aluminum foil. You just wash it and then. All the recipes that I see online are like cut it in half. Like, uh -huh. no need. Don't oh, you just know, roast just, it whole. Yeah, who the heck is gonna cut it in <laughs> half when it's so hard? You could cut your fingers and stuff. Just stick it in the oh. oven as is. Um, and like the forty minutes, depending on the size of the squash, and then it comes out. You let it. It's kind of still steaming. Uh huh. And then you just cut it open. You take out the seeds, and then you scoop the the strings mm -hmm. um, and voila and then and then i put salt pepper and a little extra virgin olive oil nice it's a nice side base to anything are there seeds inside yes with the like string? like like the pumpkin I a see. little smaller than that but yeah highly recommend i bet you it's abundant at your farmer's market oh yeah year. i'm sure and um i know i love it it's just that it's like Mina's not big on squash, so like she doesn't like zucchini, um, and so Tim likes zucchini but not squash, so that's why I guess I never think to cook it, you know. But now yeah. I definitely have to try the spaghetti squash because I have a recipe from you. 
yeah it's like it's like um i think they were really like as a like putting on bolognese sauce mm-hmm. on top and it's much more fibrous and hard like fibrous as in like textured Mm. Than than a traditional squash, which becomes kind of like very watery, mushy, mushy. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I see. Okay, hi. I can't wait to try. <laughs> <laughs> so you're ready for the poem? Yes. <laughs> This poem is titled "I Map My Nakedness in Poetry." Intimacy. That barking fear is broken. I am ready now to undress. I want to wear my nakedness with grace. I want to own my nakedness. These scars spell out my name. This naked profile, my sensual fingerprint, is etched with the intricate nuances of my womanhood. Ancestry. I see my mother in my hands. I see my grandmother in my feet. The beauty and glory of my ancestors are written on me. Their wisdom is woven in my skin. Ceremony. I won't shy away from my nakedness. Imperfections no longer repulse me. Sexuality no longer disgusts me. Solitude no longer haunts me. No longer fearful. There are. They are a ceremony. Each an expression of my richness. I embrace. I embody. I cradle them as the emblem of my womanhood. Apostasy. My beauty lies within the sensual unfolding of desires and pleasures and secrets and lies. Stripped of pretension, this unadorned, unadorned beauty, this vulnerable courage, shines with gentle confidence, untamed. And unapologetic. Mhm. Mhm. Love it. I want more. <laughs> Thanks You're... for listening. Yay! I love it. We're gonna definitely post that on our working website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Have a lovely day. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure, and you too. Love you. Love you.